Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. This is Newsnight. We're also live on myjoyonline.com and a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. In the next 60 minutes, political parties taking part in Tuesday's Asin North parliamentary by-election pledged their commitment to ensuring an incident-free poll. It will be in our interest to ensure that the electoral rules and regulations are allowed to operate uh, tomorrow. The level of the NDC pledge. It will be in our interest to ensure that the electoral rules and regulations are allowed to operate uh, tomorrow. We have details of that and focus on the various parties as they prepare for a fierce political battle with the potential to either increase their parliamentary seats or maintain what they already have. And, and, a, and a policeman who has a stick in hand is incapacitated in the face of flying bullets. He says the MPP is trying to scare him. We are not the ones. It is Ghana's law that is scaring him. I am standing here today. That is a lie. He won't go to prison. We have details of that and also NDC MPs allege police administration has withdrawn weapons of the police guards exposing them to danger. Temporarily and, a, and a policeman who has a stick in hand is incapacitated in the face of flying bullets. And so all MPs, especially minority MPs, are being exposed to greater danger from tonight. But are these claims true? We have exclusive details from our sources within the police service. Also victims of the June 3 disaster yet to be compensated eight years after the incident, which killed many and scarred others for life. There are 69 of the victims who are plaintiffs in the suit that we are prosecuting and seeking to see if uh, in the end we can get some reasonable compensation for them. We have details of that also in business. Registrar of company says payment of remaining Black Shield customers' funds will depend on securing a liquidation order from the court. And in sports, my heart is finally at peace. Former Black Stars captain Asama Jan says for the first time he feels celebrated by the country after MPs eulogized him in parliament last week. There were a lot of disrespect and uh, um, sometimes I go on social media and uh, a lot of disrespect and I felt like I'm one of those guys who put Ghana on the map. Now, my heart is at peace and I'm, I really appreciate it. We have that and more. And then also, La Girls SHS return to winning ways as they thrash three schools in the Volta region to qualify for the nationals. 
our target is not this. We are uh, is is the national competition that we are aiming at. That's and more in tonight's edition of Newsnight. I am Emifa Apau. You can join us with your thoughts and comments via WhatsApp 055 You're watching us live on our social media platforms. Please do well to leave your comments there with the hashtag Newsnight. from Asin North tonight and political parties taking part in this crucial by-election have pledged their commitment to ensure incident-free polls. While leaders of the three parties going into the election, NPP, NDC and the Liberal Party of Ghana, LPG, they met with the Inspector General of Police today, Dr. George Kufudampari, to discuss the security roadmap for the election. Among the decisions taken is the provision of security solely by the police and not political parties' private security. Both the National Democratic Congress and the New Patriotic Party have pledged their support to the implementation of this particular roadmap. First, listen to the General Secretary of the NDC, Fifi Fiavikwete. Very happy with the meeting. Uh, called at the instance of the IGP and the police. Um, we express a number of, um, uh, shall I call it, um, reservations. Uh, one of those relations we express had to do with whether we are going to have exactly what we had in Kumeo, where every single personnel of the place was identified. Uh, so that we do not have any surprises. We do not have any national security operatives, any vigilantes that are wearing a security outfit. We were given an assurance that that would not be the case. That every single person that will appear tomorrow will be wearing what we call will be properly identified with the name properly woven, not a, not a name tag woven. And that for us is very important. We also sought clarity with regard to the use of uh, what you call cameras or mobile phones in the in the in the in what you call the ballot box. And we were given an assurance that that will be enforced according to the law. It's not supposed to be there, and that assurance has been given as well. Uh, generally, I would say we we in, as at the level of the NDC pledge 100% uh, commitment to ensuring that there will be peace. Uh, we actually stated unequivocally that. Uh, not from our side would there be any instance of anything that will bring violence or lack of lack of cohesion in the place so that was an assurance we had we are happy that our friends on the other side also made the same commitment we hope this will be as genuine as we know ours is uh, so on the whole the police gave us 100 percent assurance that just as we saw in kumeo we will see exactly the same level of what you call uh, uh professionalism on the part of the police for there to be peace harmony tomorrow and let the best side win and win fairly so i would say generally it's been a very good meeting well we can now hear from the national chairman of the npp Stephen ayesun team also pledging for his party i see no hands ifs and buts as far as uh, the, the the result of the election tomorrow we have worked hard our government has worked hard and we are going to carry the day your uh, main opponents the ndc is pledging their support to ensure that police provide security and it will be incident-free. What about the NPP? Yeah, I will endorse the same stand uh, 
put up by the NDC. I think we, we are even stronger in that terms because we are going to win tomorrow. Therefore, it will be in our interest to ensure that uh, electoral rules and regulations are allowed to operate uh, tomorrow. Uh, what is the point in uh, putting uh, sand into your gary? Uh, we are going to enjoy it tomorrow. Well, that's um, the national chairman of the NPP, Stephen Nayisun team there. Well, there's a statement from the police. I'll take you live to Asin North now. My colleagues, Richard Kujunyaku and Himing Terrier, are covering all angles for us on the ground. But first, Maxwell Ogwagwa joins me in studio with a statement from the police on the post that's just coming in. Maxwell, what does it say? Well, it says, in addition, um, at the instance, actually, of the Inspector General of Police, the Police Management Board held a meeting this morning with key st stakeholders in the election, including the New Patriotic Party, the National Democratic Congress, the Liberal Party of Ghana LPG, and the Electoral Commission to enhance the working relationship among all stakeholders towards a peaceful election tomorrow. Mm. It continues to say that at a meeting, the security concerns of all the stakeholders were noted and have been factored into the final security strategy for the election. Mm -hmm. However, um, we are told that one concern uh, came up for all the um, stakeholders and that they want the public to help them address um, is the circulation of false information on social media. Okay. So in this regard, um, the police is urging the public to be circumspect in their reportage on the election and avoid circulating false information that has the likelihood to occasion a breach of peace since the police will take the necessary action against anyone found um, culpable. And then it goes ahead to say that it is urging the people of Asin North constituencies to go about their normal activities freely, including going out to exercise their civic duty of casting their vote. Okay, so that's um, the Ghana Police Service, that statement that's just coming in after they met the various political parties. My colleague, Oheming Terrier, uh, has been monitoring that particular meeting between the police, the electoral commission, and the various political parties and other stakeholders. Well, Oheming joins us. Oheming, so we've heard from the NPP and the NDC, their, commi their commitment to a violent free poll tomorrow. Uh, was the police also as satisfied? How about the electoral commission? Hello, Oheming. Uh, 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 police, uh, the, uh, police did not uh, comment on the meeting. Uh, except to say that all the necessary arrangements, all the necessary security arrangements uh, have been made uh, to ensure violent uh, free elections uh, tomorrow. A uh, part of the security arrangements that have been outlined will include oh, the deployment of drones uh, to the 99 polling centers here in the Afe North constituency. Uh, besides, uh, police will also uh, detailed uh, uh, police officers to all the uh, polling centers, and these officers will not be armed. There's also a call uh, which the IGP insists he's going to institute uh, to ensure that police officers who are serving as security uh, guards for ministers and some government officials will go to the polling centers uh, without uh, being armed. Uh, so even if you have armed and you're going to the polling centers, you have to disarm yourself before you get uh, to these uh, centers. Uh, beyond this, uh, police are also uh, pushing uh, for uh, political parties to leave the provision of security uh, at the various uh, polling centers to police. Mm. Uh, they say this uh, shouldn't be the work of the political parties. They should leave security in the hands of the police because police have adequate men and women uh, to provide security at the, all the 99 polling centers 
in their same law constituency. And so, uh, as a I would say that all the stakeholders, the electoral commission, the political parties, and the police themselves are, are happy and are satisfied with the arrangements that have been put in place. And from the EC, uh, they say uh, once they've gotten the assurance from the police, uh, then they will go all out without fear uh, in carrying out their mandated duties uh, to the electorate in the affair of constituency. Okay, and more importantly also, you got to interact uh, with the Electoral Commission, Dr. Shibokweku, amongst others. And uh, what indication did you get in terms of preparation now that security arrangement is out of the way for them? Yes, sir. MFR, according to Dr. Shibokweku, enough arrangements have been put in place uh, to reach out to a polling center that may be hit by a poor weather condition. There are uh, polling centers with poor road networks. He says uh, both uh, pickups and buses and then tricycles have been put uh, 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 on the line. They, they've been made available uh, to ensure that in situations uh, where they have problems transporting the electoral materials, even in buses, then they want to use the available uh, uh, means uh, to reach out to all these uh, areas. And so for the Electoral Commission, distribution of electoral materials uh, will begin uh, tonight. Mm -hmm. And then by uh, early in the morning, they expect that the electoral materials would have gotten to these uh, polling stations uh, to uh, begin the voting process at exactly 6, 7 a.m. Uh, without any further delays. And so they are very uh, satisfied with the arrangements that they have put in place and assure the public that come tomorrow, the elections in the Asian North constituency will start smoothly without any hindrance at all. Well, Hemming, let me bring in Richard Kujonyako also covering other portions of Asin North for us. Uh, Richard, you've been with the constituent, and I can tell by the noise in the background, really, um, you've been checking on the various camps as well. What's the situation? Hello, Richard. Hi, MFA. Okay, so I'm asking, I know that you've been touching base with the constituents of Asin North, also on the various camps. Uh, what can you report? Well, so what I can report is that the political parties um, involved in this election, they started their deployment already. They are deploying logistics and other resources to the various polling stations as Ohimei uh, intimated. So 99 uh, polling stations we have in the Asin North constituency. In fact, uh, they are also doing mop-up exercises. So you find uh, MMDCEs who are on the ground, and I understand a lot of them, plus the MPs, will be the polling agents in this crucial by-election year. Now, I find myself in the midst of people that were first-time voters in 2020 who voted, and I want to gauge their reaction. What is expected to happen tomorrow? The first thing. Hello, so um let me speak with the second person um thank you and see i try to make a home boy now yeah yeah i'm going to be full vim na bengi na eba macha sopoku yeah boy i would say you're being shot so poku at you and worry
Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Let me speak with this gentleman here. So, um, what are your expectations tomorrow? Oh, uh, my expectations are that tomorrow, God willing, God will speak. Honorable Jesse Pesu will be vindicated and he will win because this is pure persecution. MPP is persecuting him just because they are afraid of him. The issue is that, yes, on the day of filing, he has not received his certificate of renunciation, but he received a certificate of renunciation before 7 December. All right. So uh, there's another gentleman here. But the earlier uh, speakers uh, indicated that in 2020, they voted for George Archipation, but now they are really um, prepared to vote for Charles Opoku. Now they have severed relationship with George Archipation, and they will be all out to vote for Charles Opoku. Well, so that's my colleague Richard Kujunyako, and this is your election headquarters. We have it all covered uh, for you, um, radio, online, and also on television. And uh, this is your election headquarters. Uh, they've been covering that. But let me bring in uh, the Gen Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, Mustafa Gbande. Do we have him on? So, yes, I'm told we have Mustafa Gbande. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, Mr. Gbande. I know you are in Asin North, uh, but we are told that we know that today is not supposed to be a campaigning day. How come we are hearing that you are still, you know, um, campaigning under the guise of um, just some door-to-door? -door? Is that the case? Is that correct? Uh, good evening, and uh, good evening to your cherished listeners. Respectfully, the NDC have voted all campaigns. Uh, yesterday we climaxed with a football match, with a vigil, and then the tour of the leader of the Muhammad. Today, all that we are doing is to deploy our various issues, agents, and we've been deploying them and having series of security meetings, uh, particularly with the police, to streamline our personal modalities for tomorrow. And so there haven't been any campaigns at all. I haven't seen safe from the other camp. Uh, the situation here is really and we are all happy. Okay, well, um, it, it's good to hear that both parties, at least uh, together with the LPG, you've all committed to a violent free poll tomorrow in Asin North. But one concern that I see in the statement from the police is the issue about false information. Uh, because today there were a lot of um, information in the newspapers, what we've seen at least on social media, amongst others, about um, both sides saying that one side is deploying armed men, amongst others. How then are we hoping to deal with the issue about false information ahead of tomorrow? and during the polls? Well, the, in fact, that issue came from us. And we raised it uh, uh, at the back of MPP newspapers that have circulated fake news, uh, false information, that we are deploying men with arms and all of that. 
clearly uh, it was done uh, uh, by agents of provocation to try and provoke a particular situation uh, for them to take advantage. And clearly that came from our brother in the MPP. So we raised those issues, but the IGP uh, gave us the assurance that henceforth they were going to make some effort to streamline some of these speculations that will be coming on. And so we, we believe that basically today's meeting, uh, if we all stand by the commitments that we made, uh, would have a violent free election tomorrow. Well, you, you are confident that with all the work done so well, far... Well, what, is, what is more interesting is that I think at this point, the MPP understands that we will not stand aloof mm. for them to take us for granted either repeat an inch of what happened in Ayawa to West Wagon. We also understand and know them for who they are. And so all of us are prepared and willing to be disciplined under the circumstances to obey the rules. That is what is very good uh, in this particular by-election. So we, we are very happy. Well, let me bring in Henry Nanabwache. He's a national organizer of the MPP. Thanks, Billy. also joins us on the other line. Thank you so much, Nanabwache, for joining us. So I've, I've seen, at least I've heard, your national chairman pledging that your party will commit to a violent free polls. And we heard the general secretary of the NDC, Mustafa Gbandi, also retreating it. But are we sure that we are not just pledging uh, on paper and that what we'll see on the ground tomorrow will be different? Um, I thank you very much, um, I And good evening to your uh, listeners. Um, I think that both parties, uh, out of um, good faith, pledged our support to uh, the Ghana police in their ability and then also their quest to make sure that we have incident-free, peaceful elections. Um, in my concluding remarks today, on behalf of my party, the New Patriotic Party, I made a point that for all political actors, we came to Asin North, we entered uh, the Asin North enclave, we came to meet Asin North in peace, Mm -hmm. And we have to conduct our business, go about our campaigns. The elections will be held. We are a major stakeholder. We need to make sure that um, we have incident-free elections. The elections will be declared. I am very confident that the new Patriotic Party's candidate will emerge victorious. Um, we need to make sure that as a political party, once we came to meet us in North in Peace, we have to exit us in North in Peace. Mm. So that is exactly what we pledge today. So as, as part of the pledge of also, good, good Nanabi, as part of the pledge also, uh, are both parties actually committed to doing away or discarding private security, political party security as we see? I, I think your, your line is free in terms of if you can. Can you hear me? I'm asking. I'm asking whether you are leaving policing and security solely to the Ghana Police Service and not political parties' private security. Are you committed to that as well? well certainly. I mean, I don't see how um, political parties can step into um, the provision of state security. I don't think so. So that is the more reason why we had. 
you know, a top Uche. priority of our party leadership. Uche. We're present at this meeting. So, we're committed to this. The police is in charge of that, and then we appreciate that. We acknowledge that. So, we are going to give them our support in making sure that we have an incident-free election. Well, at the meeting, we know that the NDC raised concerns about false information, which we've seen also in the uh, police statement. And you've heard uh, the NDC say that most of it uh, may be coming from your end. Um, how are we hoping uh, to deal with that situation if that is the case? False information. Mm -hmm. uh, the only part or maybe the point where I recall that this was um, mentioned was when the former national chairman of the MPP, Mr. McMenu, mm. made a comment and then said that the police should also be careful of social media and how people peddle falsehood uh, using the different social media, you know, uh, spectrum. So that is where the IGP also came in and then mentioned that, yes, indeed. And in fact, this particular comment uh, was also supported from, uh, was supported by mm. the other side as well, that sometimes security can be breached because of false information. And the IGP said, that, yes, okay, then they are also going to look into it. But however, he is also, you know, asking political parties to also be disciplined and uh, be decorous in our statements and all of that. So that is fine. Yes, and then also another issue mentioned about publication in newspapers, and as my brother mentioned, that they are of the view that it could be uh, some, you know, agents of provocation. Yes, I can agree, but I can also agree to the opposite as well. Okay. It could also be true that, yes, maybe there's a sinister motive within the NDC that the media, you know, uncovered. So, um, in as much as it could be this act, as they are putting it, uh, it could also be true. So all of these things must be investigated and or the police must look at it very well. Okay. So it's not uh, a case that maybe you would want to say that um, a, a media reportage um, disclosing that there's a motive from the opposition and DC. Okay. And then you come up think that is work of agent of provocation. Then for that matter, we need to sweep it under the carpet. I don't think so. Okay. I think that is also worth you know, investigating some of these issues. Well, allow you both uh, to rest your voices. I can tell uh, that um, out of all the talking, the noises, it looks like uh, you, you're losing it. But we'll be, we're waiting. And um, I, I can tell that from all the work that you've done, Mustafa Gbande, would you say that it's operation maintain for the NDC? Briefly. Say that again, I was asking that with all the work that has been done, uh, D-Day is almost here. Operation Maintain for the NDC? Well, um, I think because of the network, I haven't heard you clearly. Okay. Well, unfortunately, then, we'll have to leave it here. Thank you so much, uh, gentlemen, uh, for your time here on Newsnight. You heard there, Henry Nanabwachi and then Mustafa Gbande. Henry Nanabwachi is the national organizer of the NDC. Mustafa Gbande, Deputy General Secretary of the NDC as well. And you've been hearing my colleagues, Oheming Teria, and then also Richard Kujunyako. Oheming Teria has been interacting with the Electoral Commission. From all indications, all is set uh, for the Asin North by-election preparations underway. You've been 
been hearing from constituents as well of the party. But um, tonight, NDC MPs say the police administration is exposing members of parliament to danger after they allegedly ordered the withdrawal of weapons of their police bodyguard. Speaking to Joy News, NDC MP for South Dai, Roxanne Nelson Dapamako, alleged that the MPs' police guards have had their weapons taken by the police administration, exposing them to danger. To direct that the, the, the policemen uh, who are attached to each member of parliament, whether you are in a sinful suit or not, should surrender your weapon amounts to, to varying the conditions of service of a member of parliament. And I think that the law does not permit him to do what he has done. What do you think, I mean, motivated him to issue that directive? Uh, if an IGP suddenly found a resource, apart from writing to me to fix his vehicles when they break down in my constituency, apart from asking people to help them to build police stations, furnish them, make donations in terms of logistics, but suddenly finds the resource to conduct health screening and tells the people that he's been sent by the president to do that, he will be motivated by other reasons to expose us to greater danger by taking the weapons away from the people who are supposed to protect us. What it means is that tomorrow, I, I, I shudder to, 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 to anticipate what may happen tomorrow. Because for him to, to tell them that their weapons are withdrawn, it means I'm being protected by a policeman who has a stake in hand. Well, he also alleges that it appears this directive only applied to police protection of the NDC MPs and that the NPP MPs still had armed police guards. I saw, I saw nearly the two, the 137 my majority MPs. You saw all of them? I, I said I saw nearly all of them yesterday at the Briku Park when they had their rally. Each and every one of them had their security with them. Some now even have double weapons. The majority MPs and their security, some of those securities guarding the majority, some have double weapons. So, a, a, a bit, I saw police vehicles carrying chairs to MPP campaign center to, yesterday. We need to interrogate this, but now I think that you media men, you're also on the ground. Don't, sometimes, don't focus on we the politicians only. Focus on things happening on the ground. Uh, Roxanne Nelson, well, joining sources within the police administration have denied withdrawing the weapons of the police detail attached to members of parliament. Let's bring in parliamentary affairs correspondent Kweku Asante. He's been checking on this for us. Uh, Kweku, uh, I know you've been checking on this matter. Let's talk about what your checks have revealed. Hello, Defa. Yes, Kweku. I'm asking what your checks have revealed. So our checks at the police hierarchy indicate that this is indeed something that the police has done. The police have asked the military bodyguard, uh, the police bodyguards of these members of parliament who are, who are having such big guns to return them to base. The police say they are concerned that with almost all MPs moving to a north, if MPs, police bodyguards are holding bigger um, weapons like AK-47, among others, it poses a certain risk to the people of Asinov and the entire election atmosphere. But they insist that it is not accurate that they've taken all weapons from the police. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? 
Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCIUS LLC. And that indeed the policemen who are with the MPs in Asinoto everywhere have their pistols and other small set weapons that they use to protect their 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 principals. And so the police also disputing the claim that they've taken only the weapons of the of the of the of the NDC MPs and they've they've left that of the majority MPs. They say that that is not something that they have done. But what they have done is just a stopgap measure to ensure that the people of Asinot are protected and that the security measures that they put in place for this by-election. Nothing of that sort is breached ever. So this particular directive from your sources within the police service is just a stopgap measure. And after the Asin, by, Asin North by election, the, the weapons will be returned to them. That is the kind of indication that we okay. got. Indeed, I was pressing the source to be able to indicate to me if that is exactly what they are going to do. But they say that this is just a routine measure to ensure that there is not so much bigger guns and AK-47, among other things, in a scene. Already the police have deployed a certain tactical unit to ensure that the electoral process in that constituency is safe and that everything goes as planned. And so they do not want MPs having having brought all their police bodyguards to have seen up, then there will be there will be that kind of difficulty to, to coordinate. MFI you are you are aware that almost all one thirty seven almost all one thirty six NDC MPs are in a not Almost all NDC MPs are also in a senate. That would have meant that despite the police having deployed a certain tactical unit to be there, it also means that there are about 270 different police who are not necessarily under the police tactical unit in a senate mm-hmm. in terms of their responsibility. So the police thought it wise that such weapons should be brought back to base. They can keep their pistol until this election process is over when they return to Accra Further discussion will be had on returning those weapons. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante, thank you so much for providing those details. Let's do business now. Beverly Broom is here. Always good to see you, Beverly. Good to see you. What's in business, darling? So, time for business on Newsnight, brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Alliance Live and Ghana Pay. Coming up, Registrar of Companies says payment of remaining Black Shield customers' funds will depend on securing a liquidation order from the court and value of secured loans for which collateral was registered by banks and specialized deposit taking falls to 5.26 billion cities in the first quarter of 2022. Wonderful. When everything worth doing is scheduled, hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning jog. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. On a range virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. 
son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom, and my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302 764101, 764209, or 
Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. Thanks for staying with us. We take the details now. And the Registrar of Companies, Jumaimo Wari, has revealed that the payment of the remaining funds of Black Shield Fund management customers will be dependent on securing a liquidation order from the court. It follows complaints from customers of the company that the Security and Exchange Commission has failed to pay them despite the government's release of bailout funds. But Madame Owari says the management of Black Shield has been the main stumbling block. The owners of Black Shield are fighting the official liquidator in court. They do not want to be liquidated. And the bailout package was such that we can only issue out that package to creditors or, you know, investors who invested in the fund management companies if only we get the uh, official liquidation order. You heard the registrar of companies, Chimaima Wari. Now, the value of secured loans for which collateral was registered by banks and specialized deposit-taking institutions fell to 5.26 billion cities in the first quarter of this year. That's according to the first quarter report of collateral registration published by the Bank of Ghana. There's more in the following report. The value of the secured loans in the first quarter of this year was lower than the 6.5 billion CDs recorded in the first quarter of 2022. This indicated a year-on-year decline of 19.23%. Banks accounted for 4.3 billion CDs of total secured loans, representing 25.1% decrease during the same period last year. On the other hand, the specialized deposit-taking institutions recorded a total amount of 924.7 million CDs of secured loans. This represented a share of 17.6% and an increase of 29.8% over the same period in 2022. Meanwhile, the total number of collateral registrations recorded for the first quarter of this year was 46,258, compared to 39,052 registrations in the same quarter of 2022. That was a business desk report. Now, the Institute of Directors Ghana says it is well positioned to respond strategically to the changing dynamics of the corporate landscape in Ghana through increased advocacy and policy reforms. Speaking at the investor of the 18th Institute of Directors Ghana Council, Special Awards and Dina Knight, outgoing president of the Institute, Roxin Dobega, urged the new leadership to embark on a nationwide capacity development project while increasing stakeholder engagements to enhance the corporate governance structure landscape of the country. 
It has not been an easy journey in the past four years, not to mention the major external factors, particularly the COVID-19 outbreak and the lack of adequate resources. However, with the team efforts, we have been able to establish the appropriate national corporate governance architecture and foundation for a good takeoff of the Institute of Directors, which is now comparable to any other professional body in the country and anywhere on the globe. Meanwhile, the newly sworn in president of the Institute, Reverend Angela Carmen Apia, says her outfit will continue to lobby to ensure the director's bill currently before parliament is passed by the end of the year. Now, Ghana Rubber Products Limited, as part of its corporate social responsibility, has donated some items to the Osu Children's Home and the Child Health Department of the Kolebutichin Hospital. According to the head of human resource and marketing, at the Ghana Rubber Products Limited, Edward Lincoln Addo, the gesture is a way of giving back to society. This would uplift the expectations and the hearts of the children and it, it will put smiling faces across them because sometimes they are challenged by the items that are used to keep them or develop them or train them. So once the item that they have, be it sufficient or insufficient, has been augmented by these gestures, I'm sure that they will be extremely excited to see distance. And just as we have said previously, the sky should be their limits. They should be motivated by some of these gestures and then realize that they are not here alone. The outer society or the larger society is also with them and we share their concerns. We associate with the challenges that they face on daily basis. Now, before I go, authorities and pupils of the Dorsey Primary School in the Wild West District of the Upper West Region are having a sigh of relief following the handing over of a six-unit classroom with ancillary facilities by Fidelity Bank. The project is part of the bank's Orange Impact Initiative, which seeks to address challenges in access to education. Managing Director of Fidelity Bank, Julian Oponi, says, apart from the infrastructure, the bank is doing more to improve lives and communities where it operates. In addition to the infrastructure, we thought it was important to go the extra mile to ensure sustainability and energy efficiency of the school. So I'm delighted to announce that by now that the school has been equipped with a solar energy system. And these solar panels will harness the power of the sun to provide clean and renewable source of energy, ensuring that the classrooms are lit 24-7. And also where they need other assistance with regards to the sockets and other energy supply, that will be provided for by the solar energy that has been provided for the school. Julian Oponi is the managing director of Fidelity Bank Ghana PLC, ending business here on Newsnight. Brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Alliance Live and Ghana Pay. Thank you very much, Beverly. Have a good evening, okay? Well, we'll be catching you on TV shortly. And uh, your co-host is also here. And Musbao is also here with the latest from the world of sports. Hello, Musbao. Yeah, hello. Welcome to Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the world of sports, Samajan is in the news. And uh, the former Black Stars captain uh, says he had felt so disrespected. You never believe the country will celebrate him until he was eulogized on the floor of parliament last week. MPs took turns to honor Ghana's top scorer and the first player to score in nine consecutive international tournaments after he announced his retirement. Speaking during a catchy call on the majority chief whip, Frank Anodompre, the former Sunderland Maxman, said his heart is finally at peace. Even me answering this question, um, I'm being very emotional because. 
um, since childhood to now, I've never seen um, Parliament discussing um, a player. Yeah, so I feel very, very honored and um, appreciative. I'd like to thank um, the Parliament. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. I'd like to thank Honorable Ano for him raising this this um, issue, this topic. And um, I saw him and the, the way he was talking and I, I felt I felt like he's a big fan. Before before I, I would say no, um, because there were a lot of disrespect and uh, um, sometimes I go on social media and uh, a lot of disrespect and I felt like I'm one of those guys who put gun on the map. You know, and um, the masses can also confirm. But seeing what went on in the in parliament, um, I'm now beginning to understand. I'm now beginning to feel appreciated by Ghanaians. You know, um, I don't really care about what people say a lot, but parliament has <coughs> confirmed. And I'm sure the masses also know in their heart I should be uh, celebrated. You know, I always say the numbers don't lie. I always say it. And now I will say, yeah, people really appreciate what I have done. Now my heart is at peace and I'm, I really appreciate it. Well, MP for Insoam Adwajiri and Majority Chief Whip Frank Anno Dompre, who made the statement in Parliament, extolled the virtues of Asamojan and argued that Asamojan must be studied in schools. When he was speaking, you could see, you can feel the emotions that this is somebody who was giving his all to a nation. And then he couldn't have captured it better when he said that his heart was at rest now. I feel we can do more. You know, whatever we do to him or for him will set the tone and, and for, for the future, going into the future, what we should do to our heroes. And as a nation, as the saying goes, a nation that doesn't celebrate its heroes is not worth dying for. I am particularly elated and happy that we set the tone and we got almost the entire house uh, agreeing to what I suggested. You know, we go to other jurisdictions and their heroes, they are studied in schools, model courses are studied along the line of their character. And that was one of the things I was advocating strongly, that he, he, if it had been a different uh, regime, if you go to England, the way they celebrate David Beckham, I work in England for a while, you know, and the way they celebrate David Beckham, you'll be amazed. So I think not just the personality of Azamojan, but our trait, and now that he says that his heart is at rest, it has implications. What do you well, that's MP4 in Sawam Adwejri and Majority Chief Whip Frank Anno Dompre there. Well, I'm not sure which subjects he's going to be featured in, maybe social studies or something. I'm not sure. Maybe physical education. Maybe physical education, maybe. But indeed, mm. Jan deserves some, you know, commendations for his contribution to sports. So the Black Meteors will be in action tomorrow against Morocco. And head coach for the side, Ibrahim Tanko, has been speaking. And he says they are poised to get victory.
because victory will guarantee their qualification to the next stage of the competition. That's it for Sports MFA, brought to you by Pepsodent Hairball and Chaco. Pepsodent, every, every smile matters. Have a good evening. We'll watch you on TV shortly. That's Musmao with the latest from the world of sport. Now, victims of the June 3 disaster are yet to be compensated eight years after the incident, which killed many and scarred others for life. Join us is learning that aside from medical and funeral bills plus other expenses paid by government, no compensation has been paid just yet. We hear from their lawyers shortly, but first let's focus on Solomon Akrugu's story because he suffered severe burns as a child during the June 3 disaster eight years ago, but now a 20-year-old begging to survive. He says his completely disfigured face has complicated his woes as he's unable to stay outside on a hot day. Here's Maxwell Bogba's report as we continue our Flats of Trauma series. It is the evening of June 3, 2015. Flat water has displaced fuel from the storage tank underground at the fuel station at Circle. Solomon Akrugu was just 12 years old sitting in a room nearby. He suffered severe bends on his face. It completely disfigured him. Eight years later on a Monday morning, I meet Solomon at East Legon doing what he does every day, begging for arms. That is his only means of survival. I only get food to eat when I go to the traffic light to beg for money. Many people do not give me money there. Some of them sack me when I get closer to their cars. Some of them think I am wearing a mask. A man once told me to go and look for a job. I stopped wearing the mask. A lot of people tell me that. I am really suffering here. The hardship is real. I am always scared when it starts raining because I am homeless. I always sleep in front of shops because I do not have a place I call my home. He fears no woman will be attracted to him because of his disfigured face. I really need the surgery because I am experiencing a lot of stigmatization. People do not want me closer to them because of my disfigured face. That's why I need the surgery. Because that will also help me get a woman to marry later in life. For now, no woman wants me. Even the drivers in cars find it difficult to give me money. Nobody wants me around. When the sun is out and hot and the light hits my face, it's really painful. That's why I need help. I can't touch it because blood will start oozing from my face if I do. So, I go and hide in the shade until it's evening. There are many Solomons out there who are living the trauma of the June 3 floods. 
Victims of the disaster, including Solomon, are yet to be compensated. Well, 69 of them are demanding damages of 40 million CDs against a girl filling station, the National Petroleum Authority, and others for various acts of negligence. We'll be getting to hear uh, from their lawyers on this. One of their lawyers, Samtiladi Anyanini, says the process to get compensation for the victims has been slow. There have been what we call interlocutory processes in the course. Uh, but just very recently, we seem to have cleared some of the hurdles. So actually, uh, we're in court, you know, this week. And uh, we're hoping to continue uh, to a point where by the end of the legal term this year, we may have seen our way clear to commencement of the trial itself. I can confirm that there are there are 69 of the victims who are plaintiffs in the suits that we are prosecuting and seeking to see if uh, in the end we can get some reasonable compensation for them because apart from uh, monies that were paid for funerals uh, and then initial medical bills some of which was taking um, nothing really has happened well, that's um, one of the lawyers, Samson Ladia there. So in 2019, a seven-member committee was inaugurated by the Minister for the Interior to oversee the disbursement of all monies raised for the victims of the June 3 twin disaster. Well, the special committee, which was known as the Disbursement Committee on June 3, 2015 twin disaster, was also expected to disburse the $200,000 support fund from the Benin government. Well, thankfully, we've been joined on the phone by Chairman of the Committee and Deputy Director General of NADMO now, Seji Sajia Medonu, thank you so much uh, for joining us here on Newsnight. So, uh, can you share with us uh, what exactly has happened since uh, you were able to raise some monies and we are hearing some of the victims say they are yet to receive anything? Thank you, Amifa. Good evening. And uh, evening to your child listeners, too, as well. Um, yes, uh, I think if I had uh, the lawyer for the victim clearly he mentioned exactly what uh, has been done by government that is to provide support to the affected victims and the affected victims were categorized into those who had um, injuries those people the uh, hospital bills were taken care of by government and uh, those that we lost, unfortunately, their families were also supported. Um, what actually happened was that the um, um, government did this when the incident happened in 2015. And there was some pledge of support from uh, the government of Benin that is amounting to about $200,000. Mm-hmm. It came in somewhere in 2018. So a committee was put together to see to the disbursement of uh, this amount. Now, what we actually did was to try and get um, the data from what actually transpired. And uh, we managed to get um, the full data uh, of the victims as to those we lost, to those who had various degrees of injuries and we did the categorization there was even one very severe one who was going um who was under uh who was 
uh, undergoing surgery mm-hmm. at the 37 military hospital and uh, we managed to take care of his bills in full it was quite uh, a high amount i don't really have my documents in front of me but what i know mm-hmm. is that we have tried as much as possible to cover everybody in terms of government support so apart from but that two hundred thousand dollars that came in from the benin government are we saying that there was no other money uh, besides that kind of donation that came in no there was there, there was okay. quite uh, that's why i mentioned that that money came in 2018 mm-hmm. but in 2015 when the incident occurred they had taken care of quite a lot of people especially um, the families of the bereaved because most of uh, the funerals that happened or the burials that happened the expenses was covered by government so is there is there any hope in particular bills were paid by government before 2018, when the uh, the, the $200,000 came in. Okay, so now that we are highlighting the plight of um, Solomon Akrigu, for instance, if you can hear me, Mr. Abendono, is there any hope, really, for the likes of um, Solomon Akrigu? Please, can you take that question? I, I am asking mind? about this gentleman that we've been focusing on, um, Solomon Akrigu. I'm mm-hmm. sure there are others out there as well. Is there any hope of a sort for, for this kind? Well, he's... Uh, his uh, situation has not come to our attention because we dealt with them in a group. They had a group and they were meeting um, periodically. Okay. So when we decided to when we decided to um, disperse this support, we worked with the, 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 the groups and the group worked closely with us. So this gentleman's situation has not come to our attention. But I'll go to the records later and see whether his name is part of those that have been supported or not. We're definitely drawing attention to that. We are grateful uh, for your time. And this is a matter that we'll continue uh, to look into. And that's it uh, for our Flats of Trauma series ending uh, tonight's edition of Newside. But just before we go in, a triumphant display of intellectual prowess. Ola Girls Senior High School resurges to the forefront, uh, overpowering three rival schools in the Volta region qualifiers and securing their sport in the highly anticipated national so with a commanding lead of 32 points ola shs ho leaves joje penny shs chito shts and pj shs trailing behind well listen to them Our target is not this. We are, uh, it's, it's a national competition that we are aiming at. You remember, we dropped last year from a seeding. So that is our target, to get seeded. As for the regional, I know we are going to win. So it feels nice. What, what should we be expecting from you and your team? Expect us to get the school seeded and reach semi-finals for the first time this year. When they reach the beyond the sky, send to us the merciful eyes. Watch all the children, our queen and our mother. We to thy service, our lives are swung. Sing for us, sing for us. Where we not sing for us, we not suppose. it for news night what a way to end it as we prepare for our 70th anniversary launch in july ola shs 
uh, watch out for us. Uh, there's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. We have That's My Opinion with Nana and Sakwao, the MT leading the Anfield. You want to stay? Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.